Welcome to another episode of the Binge Alert podcast, the show where I talk about things I love, things I hate, and everything in between when binging on anime, books, movies, and TV shows. If you're not familiar with the format, the show will be split into five categories, which are Binge's Opinion, Is the Book Better, Movie vs. TV, Originals vs. Remake, and Roast the Characters. For today's episode, the category is Roast the Characters, where I'll be ranking some of the main characters from Nickelodeon's Avatar, The Legend of Korra. The Legend of Korra is a follow-up series to Avatar The Last Airbender, set 70 years after the events of its predecessor. The show centres around the new Avatar, Korra, from the Southern Water Tribe, and we go through her life as she completes her final training as an Avatar, and watch as she fights to keep Republic City, as well as the rest of the world, safe from evil forces both in the physical and spiritual worlds. So a little background story on my love-hate relationship with The Legend of Korra. I hated it the first time I watched it. I couldn't understand why and how, in my opinion, they messed up so badly after The Last Airbender. But now I've come to realise that the reason I hated it so much was because I would watch it straight after binging on The Last Airbender. Korra did not stand a chance. But that's how I've always watched it. I start with The Last Airbender and I end with Korra. But after briefly going through it for this episode, I realised that it's not actually that bad. There definitely are some mishaps, that's for sure. But overall, it's a decent show on its own. There are some good storylines and lore added to the world of Avatar and a few compelling characters, some of which I'll be ranking today. I chose to rank the four main villains for this episode and the reason why is that I feel like the villains were a lot more complex than the heroes in my opinion. Their backstories were compelling enough that you could see yourself agreeing with some of their own beliefs, except for one, I'll get to that later, until they end up doing something that pushes the boundaries way too far and you're brought back to reality like I need this guy to go and that's how I think villains for the long run should be written characters who have beliefs that could align with the general population but the thing that makes them villains is how they plan to execute sure we do need those villains that you know you just need as a caricature but it's actually a breath of fresh air when you have villains like these so let's count down from worst to best villains of Avatar the Legend of Korra but before I continue I just want to give a quick spoiler alert I will be talking about some of the plot points so please don't be upset if you haven't watched it and I give too much away but you have been warned. So kicking off with the worst villain it really couldn't be anyone else other than good old Unalok from book two. I didn't even blink twice. He is the worst. His motivations average at best okay he basically wants humans and spirits to live together in harmony but what he failed to mention was that he also wanted to become the dark avatar and rule over both the humans and spirits so really he just wanted to rule over a lot more people than he already did he was the chief of the northern water tribe which he didn't earn by the way because he had to sabotage his own brother to get that promotion so you already know he's not an honorable man he's not about that honorable life so really him hanging on to this cause of balancing the world with spirits and all of that bull he just wanted more power over more beings end of story 
don't try and convince me otherwise because i won't believe you if he truly wanted the spirits and humans to live as one he could have done this after the convergence that sets vatu free eliminating the risk of releasing the dark spirit of all dark spirits for another 10,000 years but no vatu was his ultimate plan all along i see you honestly i could have accepted it if like he just wanted the spirits and humans to live together and if that causes destruction he doesn't care because he thinks this is the natural way of life i can somewhat get behind that but what i cannot get behind is a man who is just here for power this guy is evil for the sake of being evil like his only purpose in life was to have power for what he didn't care he just wanted to plunge the world into darkness i guess for some reason i don't know i don't know and we will never know because he vanished without a trace of him left why do you want to be the dark avatar so bad like what did this world do to you nothing you've been doing your scheming and judging and slithering around with your snake-like movements why you want to be in darkness for things have been looking good for you thus far you could have sat your lying self down over at the northern water tribe ruling to your heart's content and at the end of the day his initial desire becomes null and void when he's out there as unavatu the dark avatar destroying the same said world he said he was trying to bring balance to how are you going to bring balance to the world with 10,000 years of darkness you knew what vatu was about don't try and act all innocent you knew and even before we found out about the sabotaging and vatu and all of that i already didn't like him when he started moving mad when he's bringing an army to the southern tribe and started a civil war man didn't care about no peace and harmony then and then again with the sabotaging of his brother like what did he do to you when you lot were growing up because even after your brother has been banished exiled and stripped of his birthright as the chief of the northern water tribe you are still coming for him you are just salty for the sake of being salty and it's not okay you're going out of your way at this point risking getting yourself and your plans exposed to get your brother out of the way like what are you doing I don't care that he started the domino effect which led to Zaheer and Kavira as villains. I don't care. I'm not giving him that credit. That was Vatu manipulating him as far as I'm concerned. So should I be giving him credit for being easily manipulated? No. I can't get behind you and your treason. I just can't. In third place. Now this had been a toss up between two characters. Both had causes that I could get behind. But both were making mad movements to get to their cause. So basing this choice off of who I felt moved way too much to the left for me. To support throughout their season. Coming up at number 3 is Kavira from book 4. We had been previously introduced to Kavira in book 3 as the general of the Metal Clan defences. So she wasn't even a main character yet, just fell into the background. Now the reason why I felt like she could have been my number 2 is because her initial cause, her initial motivations, I wasn't mad at her. Like she stepped up when she felt like her people needed a leader, plain and simple. She rallied the nation, well we'll get to 
to her methods in a second but she rallied her nation and was able to subside the chaos that ensued when the earth queen had been removed from power in addition to that she was truly a formidable warrior her earth and metal bending were almost second to none her drive and determination knew no bounds and frankly when she announced that she wasn't going to give the leadership back to the prince i was here for it until she threatened everyone but still before that i was here for it i was low-key still rooting for her and here's why she took the role of bringing peace to the earth kingdom granted her methods as of late questionable however you cannot deny she got the job done she took charge initially for her people she felt the people needed help from the metal clan and if her teacher wasn't going to take the mantle she would and she worked so hard to get the earth kingdom to where it was at three years of her life dedicated to this and you just want her to give it up to some unexperienced entitled buffoon who is more worried about wearing the royal crown than the livelihood and future of his people if i had a choice between kavira who actually took action for three years and the prince who did absolutely nothing i would have sided with kavira on this one if you're gonna rule over me at least rule over me with some sense and some experience but her methods why kavira why <laughs> dictatorship that's what you decided to go for that's the legacy you wanted to make and the path you wanted to take i was here for her when she was helping people but she started to lose me when she was basically blackmailing regions into submission and it went downhill from there with the whole withholding of supplies threatening death upon the bandits via a train and re-education camps i don't know why they thought that would be okay i was rooting for you truly i was but when it became painfully crystal clear that you had no intentions on making peace with anyone you had to go why you gotta build a war machine that was not necessary you were doing just fine with the mass army you had why why did you have to go and be greedy she could have kept the title if she wasn't trying to kill people into submission honestly her only mistake was taking on the metal clan by force she could have just been content dictating over the land she had managed to claim and the council couldn't have said anything to ensure there was constant peace between the nations and the way she didn't even blink twice to kill her supposed fiance same said fiance who disowned his own family to be with you same said fiance who designed most of the weapons that you are currently using to but not only take over the city you are in but also wipe him and his family out of existence you have no shame any moral ground you stood on was already crumbling away with every step that you took okay but this girl you have no ground left to walk on so yeah not a great look in second place we have aman from book one now to me i felt like he was probably the villain where i was really debating on whether his cause was worth fighting for or not in a sense that i really believed he was making sense he was basically saying that bending has now become dangerous to those living without it that bending was the cause of wars and suppression and whatnot and it was kind of true he didn't lie it's not exactly the non-benders that are starting a hundred year wars 
or wiping out nations. So you could see where he was coming from and I was really agreeing with him. Benders were shown abusing their abilities so they need to go. I feel like the punishment fits the crime in the sense that those who use their abilities to hurt others or break laws etc should have their powers taken away. I don't care you suck you don't deserve the powers at this point you are not worthy and then things started turning a little to their left where I was like whoa okay I'm on okay I, I'm here for the cause but I think you need to cool down a bit like slow your roll woo star stage left and get yourself together is all I'm saying but the thing that was going to make him third place and the reason he is defo not number one on my list was his nonsense of hypocrisy okay if you're gonna be for the cause be for the cause and don't be a hypocrite about it you are a whole bender like Oman would have been even more interesting had his story about being orphaned by firebenders was actually true and he was actually granted these anti-bending powers from a spirit so he decided to take it upon himself to take bending away but no they had to pull a quick plot twist where he was a waterbender and he's bloodbending i don't understand how bloodbending can sever bending like i i don't get it someone explained this to me like when ang was using spirit bending but okay i guess we'll go with it so he was using bloodbending to take away the bending art it was not a great twist uh, i'm not gonna lie i think the original story worked better however i did feel for him in his backstory i felt like it was definitely very meaningful to him as to why he does not like bending however it does not justify his motivation because you're a whole bender like they could have put they could have kept the fact that he himself was a bender but was still gifted with the ability to take bending when he lost his whole family to benders i probably would have rooted for him more because right now he's doing this for what what is his point is he just angry that his dad made them train constantly like go to therapy for that don't go start in a revolution that is literally dividing communities for your own amusement like before this revelation i was like can he just attack those who deserve it please i want to justify my backing of him i need him to be hitting the bad guys and he was doing that for the most part until he almost did it to cora and then goes after the airbenders goes after the babies what did the babies do to you sir how could you <laughs> you're not here for the peace i can tell you that going after the most peaceful of all benders and there were only four of them in the world what harm could they do they are pacifists a whole airbending avatar was not willing to kill someone who was ready to destroy a whole earth nation but you think removing the only airbenders in the world is right for your cause okay he's a scam artist all this time he was bending himself he was a bender i can't fight against his cause i can only fault how he went about implementing his cause and his hypocrisy that is all and i'm not saying all benders should lose their abilities again i'm saying criminals should lose their abilities we've already seen it work out twice first with ozai and secondly with aman's father did they not stop their villainous ways problem solved but don't be going after the babies they've done nothing wrong and another thing that really irritated me about him at the end of i think episode four or five i can't really remember which one he could have won right there he had cora right there yeah okay he does it later on but later on she becomes more in tune with her spirituality and unlocks airbending she didn't have that yet 
so he could have just taken it there and then but no he decided to do what every other villain does he prolonged the inevitable showdown and now in the end he gets exposed that was his first mistake so confident that he was going to win his excuse was she's gonna become a martyr i don't care if my goal is to get rid of all the benders i don't care if they all become martyrs i am taking them all out that makes no sense i don't care if she becomes a martyr i literally don't care i still have the ability to take abilities away so what does that got to do with me she can become the martyrs of all benders all year long i don't care i'm still taking bending powers so that's not gonna stop me so what if they cheer her on she becomes the face of the cause to take me down i don't care i'm still taking your bending you can't do nothing to me after that other than just take me to prison if you can catch me man actually said i'm saving you for last but why nah i'm taking you out first since i already have you here i might as well she is the only person strong enough to stop me you think i'm gonna let the only person who can stop me walk scot-free no I don't understand why these villains always want to keep the heroes until last. Kill them first, okay? Kill them first. You are giving them way too much time to defeat you. I don't understand. What is wrong with you? Are you okay? You want to play with your food, but when your food comes back to send you to prison, you're surprised. So you have a problem with making Korra a martyr, but you have no problem whatsoever to make the pro-bending champions a martyr. The ones that people regularly root for. For years. Korra just got here. Ain't no looking at her like that in all honesty so i don't understand this movement right here man was like look at the best benders you have to offer and i took their powers away no the best bender by far is the avatar for the simple simple fact that she has the ability to bend all four elements honestly i don't understand how taking Cora's abilities would have stopped you from doing your job is all i'm saying and again it's not to say that i want Cora to lose her abilities it's just that it was part of his plan so why didn't he just do it then they had her down they had her held down and she was paralyzed with fear to even get out of that lock nonsense and in first place it could only be Zaheer for me background story as part of the red lotus he and three others who were expert at their bending abilities had planned to kidnap Korra when she was young and teach her bending with Zaheer learning the philosophy of airbending even though he himself at the time wasn't an airbender that failed they ended up in prison but then he got out they all got out and the new plan was to get rid of all the world leaders including the avatar they believed that there shouldn't be governments or rulers so all his actions like Kuvira he truly felt like he was doing the right thing by the people the difference with him is that he wasn't about to then take over and force his ideals on everyone else to bend their will it was generally just allow people to be free to do what they want and let nature run its course so in the little time that he had he became an airbender and is escaped prison he got his conrads out including his girl he infiltrated the air island killed the earth queen sending the earth kingdom into chaos captured Korra, poisoned her almost killed her and then even after being captured and put away for millennia to come still managed somehow some way to completely cripple Korra simply by just existing did i mention he unintentionally created a dictator too he may have lost the battle but his actions were most definitely felt throughout the rest of the series via Korra's PTSD and the rise of Kuvira and 
we have to give him props he just became an airbender and he is literally destroying opponents like he's been airbending since birth he even came toe to toe with tenzin a whole tenzin who studied airbending from his father the avatar on top of that man was a whole flying without wings also he aligned himself with some good good allies those who truly believed in the cause and would lay their lives for the cause and they did and those strength in their bending abilities almost second to none bravos are here bravo i mean they were all crazy but they were down until the end and that's what villains need more of people who are down and can hold their own don't want to be babysitting no one this is how you align yourself with people who will help you achieve your goals not hinder them you do your research and you choose the best the ones who are willing to die but not only that can actually do the job and i feel like he was the only one like he was the only villain who stuck to his beliefs until the very end he didn't lose his way on his quest of liberating people he stayed true to himself for the cause with unalok and his initial belief we were led to believe that all he wanted was for humans and spirits to be one but in the end power was all he craved for with aman his belief was that he wanted everyone to be equal and hold benders accountable for abusing their abilities on non-benders all the while being a bender himself and abusing his abilities on others and with kavira it was an honorable journey that she had started but then lost sight of what the end mission was in the first place and was overcome by pride and ambition he was so compelling like he believed in his source so hard that even his motivations his goals like we knew it was bad okay but at the same time you're gonna be like but but is he right like he can make you think that like change your thoughts on the subject but obviously we saw what happened when there was no leader the whole earth kingdom lost their ever loving mind hence why we ended up with the dictator Kavira. so thanks for that even he was like yeah i heard about her this is not what i wanted this is what i didn't want and yet you caused it my one criticism to his plan he almost had it but why did you have a poison that was metal there are metal benders you should have had some like some kind of liquid poison or something something that would not be easily removed is all i'm saying and that's all for today thanks for listening i hope you enjoyed the show let me know what your ranking of the four main villains for legend of korra are and as always if you have any requests or suggestions on anything you'd like me to watch or read please be sure to hit me up you can find me on instagram or twitter at binge i'm out and i'll catch you in a sec